What's going on, guys? My name is Josh. And this is Kirsten. And you are listening to the What's Happening Idaho podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Wait a second. It's Wednesday. That's weird. I thought that the uploads were on Monday at 7 a.m. I look forward to those every Monday morning. Well, don't worry, Kirsten. We're going to continue to upload every Monday at 7 a.m. With that said, it's campaign season and it is crazy. And we've got a lot to cover. We do. So we're going to try and have it to where we are recording and uploading two podcasts at least a week. Woo-wee, kicking yeah. it up a notch. <laughs> maybe a Wednesday, maybe a Friday. We'll see. You never know. Y- just you never throw know. Them out there. Yeah. Okay. So we have a lot of people that we want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And until May 17th, I think it's just imperative that we get the information out to the voters. And this is our platform to do so. I know. I love that. I really want informed voters. Then pick what you want, but at least be informed. Yeah. This episode in particular... It's special. It is mm-hmm. a special one. We're not talking to a candidate and we're not talking to an elected official. No, talking we're, to my friend. <laughs> we're talking to, yep, your friend, my friend, mm-hmm. somebody that we've mentioned on this podcast now twice. Yeah, we felt like it's been brought up now. Maybe some people obviously know or heard through the grapevine her story, but I think it's important always to get right to the source. Yeah. Well, it made national, it actually made mm-hmm. more than national news. It I actually was that. worldwide. Mm-hmm. She we really wanted heat. to, yeah, and that was the thing. Yeah. Since since we've talked about it, mm-hmm. it's only fair that, and we didn't really go into depth about it. No. We just mentioned her and her situation. We thought we'd go ahead and allow her to tell the listeners exactly what happened and where she's at now with it. I think that's a great idea. So without further ado, our guest. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Sarah Brady. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Thank you. So we brought you on, right? Because we've now mentioned your name in two different episodes. Talking about me behind my back. Yes. Yeah. Kirsten <laughs> she, was. She knows I've got her back. I will not talk <laughs> badly about her. Kirsten was. I was just defending you. That's Whatever. It. <laughs> no, we wanted to bring you on because your name has come up a couple times now. And we were talking about your activism. Now, we, we really just focused at that time on the playground, right? And what happened most recently because it's been dragging out. It, it seems like something so simple. And, and I'm going to have you explain for our listeners who haven't heard about this. Mm-hmm. It does seem like something so rock? simple. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it does seem like something so simple would have been handled, done, and over with within a month, maybe two, you know, if they were backed up. A few. So, simple misdemeanor. Yeah. Know. Speedy trial should be less than 160 days, I believe. Mm-hmm. You would think, yeah. So real quick, if we could start there. I do want to start with that most recent thing. Can you tell us what happened at the park? Yeah, sure. So almost two years ago, this would have been April 21st of 2020, I was invited to a play date at Kleiner Park. I initially wasn't intending on going, but I had, um, around the same time the play date was going on, I'd opened up my computer and someone at the play date was FaceTiming or live streaming. And she pans out and she's like, such a beautiful day. Come down to the play date. Um, somebody's ripped the tape off the equipment and look at all the children playing. And I just am like, hmm. Ah. So I'm like, okay, I grabbed two of my children. I left the other two at home with their dad and scooted off to the play date, which was literally like two minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. And got there and it, it was a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Sat down on a blanket next to friends I hadn't seen, right? Because at this point, I think the lockdown yeah. had been six weeks of mm-hmm. the initial two weeks mm-hmm. at that point. What are, how many weeks are we on now? Like, right. I mean, I don't even right. know. I, I think count. it's two weeks. We're at the two weeks to slow the curve still. Like, yes. it's just still yeah. going. Out of like 200 yeah. weeks or something like that. <laughs> Correct. I'm not even sure. Someone needs to do the math on that. Mm-hmm. And about maybe like five minutes later, three Meridian cop cars show up. And I'm like, what? And... These three officers come, and this one officer in particular was a little bit grouchy mm-hmm. and started telling people, this, this, it's closed. Everybody needs to leave. And, you know, you know, moms are getting their kids off the playground. And I asked my kid who was on the, on the equipment, I said, hey, let's, you know, let's get off the playground equipment. And um, I asked somebody to watch, keep an eye on them while I'm like, I want to go see what's going on. Like, Mm-hmm. Why, why, what's, what's happening, right? Because at the same time, there was, you know, the picnic tables were open. So the parks were open. The park was open. It was the equipment itself that was supposedly shut down. Somebody had ripped off the tape. I had not. I did allow my kids to participate in this 
horrible activity of playing <laughs> at the playground. Right. And uh, I had gone to basically inquire what, why, why was the playground closed when the picnic tables were open mm-hmm. and the basketball hoops over here were open. Of course, Walmart's open. Mm-hmm. Later, I find out that the doggy parks they made sure was open and Viridian police officers were going to citizens' homes and allowing the kids with birthday parties to go in, like the kid could go and sit in the, the car. So I just, you know, I, I'm an inquisitive person, so I thought I'd go and ask. And full disclosure, I am not as intimidated as a normal person is of police officers because I'm married to one. Mm-hmm. So I uh, started asking questions. And um, at, at one point, you know, it, it, it was a few other moms too. We were asking, you know, why is it closed? If we can go to Walmart, the park, I think the park manager, maybe he at one point said, well, don't you know that, you know, COVID can be on plastic? And we're like, but the sun's out here. It's it's going to die mm-hmm. on, on plastic. And who cares? You know, we have the picnic tables over here. People are sitting out. Why, that's not spreading COVID. So anyway, at some point, this um, one officer in particular, who was, in my opinion, kind of grouchy, especially mm-hmm. if you're around moms who are with their kids. Mm-hmm. And we've been locked in a house now for about six weeks. Yeah. Right. And it's been tough. Right? In my house, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was rough. I have four kids, young kids, mm-hmm. and one with special needs. And it was, it was not something that I would ever want to, you know, mm-hmm. repeat if I didn't have to again. And this officer, for some reason, probably because I was the one who was a little bit more um, vocal and in- insistent, and he points to me, Instead of pointing to everyone, it points just to me and says, I, I told you already, you need to leave. I'm giving you five seconds. And I, I just felt like that was pretty rude to sit there and start counting down to me when I'm simply trying to have a conversation about what's going on. You know, yeah. I, there's, there was no hurry. I wasn't ever touching the playground equipment. And that was another thing. I, was, right. I, nev- I never had s- touched anything or even was swinging obnoxiously. And um, I, I think there was just something in me. I was just really offended by the way I was treated. And I said, fine, go ahead and arrest me for being in a park. Do it. And I turned around and... He threw some cuffs on me. Wow. wow. I know. Feed on wood chips. That was the uh, the, the problem, yeah. evidently. No, That's... asking him a question was the problem, it sounds like. You know, I'm almost wondering. It does sound like he had a bad day. And I'm hoping in retrospect, when he thinks back about it, how ridiculous he feels about arresting you. You know, we were all locked up, right? Essentially locked up prisoners of our own house. Mm-hmm. So maybe he felt the effects of it as well. But either way, I mean, my goodness, it's it's like you said, you go into a Walmart and you're literally in a sardine can with everybody just breathing and touching. Yeah. Do you remember how weird it was when you'd have to sneeze or cough in public? You're yeah. almost like, oh, gosh, just almost like you're going to. I don't even want to say this. I was going to say that. <laughs> you I was cover it too part. with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's serious. That's, yeah. Yeah. I know. It was you were just such super embarrassed if cough. you had to sneeze. You were like mm-hmm. almost like a pariah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You felt like you're like, you should run away and leave right now because mm-hmm. everyone kind of look at you like, do you have the, right? Yes. Is he still working for the Meridian Police? Oh, I don't know. I I mean, I haven't heard that he's not. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I think me being married to a police officer, I I did have some understanding later looking back Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, everybody has bad days, right? Everybody has bad days. Mm -hmm. So they threw me in the back of the cop car and took me off and booked me into the 80 County Jail. What about your kids? So fortunately, I knew people there yeah. that when I was arrested, people were like, where are her kids? Where are right. her kids? Because I see this later on the video. I, yeah. I don't know what's going on because, you know, I mean, I, 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 you know, you kind of get in shock when you get put in handcuffs. It's a little bit bigger of a deal than you think it's going to be, mm-hmm. at least on your first time. I mean, oh maybe my. on my next time I'm going to be like, whatever. <laughs> but the first time you're like, oh, my word, I am. You kind of feel like happening. you're being kidnapped. Yeah. Like someone has... A, control of you now yeah. right and so yeah so someone fortunately mm-hmm. was able to call my husband and he came and, okay, and picked them up okay. so he's fortunately they didn't go to see into cps's care right but they, the police officers could have cared less they never asked me i i, well, don't I remember i was supposed to be at that park day and i couldn't because our girls had piano lessons and were in nampa so it would have taken me 23 minutes to get to the park and so i was like oh and then by the time i was going to go I think I was talking to one of my friends there and she's like, watch on Facebook what's going on right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know you. And I'm thinking, what on earth? This is so not okay. And I just remember thinking this, this, I mean, it just, it shouldn't have been happening at all. Like the whole event should never, you can ask police officers polite questions, even defiantly. Like why, why, why are we not allowed to do what, you know, just drives me nuts. Yeah, I think the most confusing thing for me was the fact that I was never touching the equipment. No. I don't think at any point that that playground area was actually ever legally closed off. Correct. It was Mm -hmm. the equipment. I I could concede that the equipment which had been wrapped up with caution tape mm-hmm. is the area that they did not want people touching. Right. But that the was, sidewalk. And I think that's one of the reasons. Yeah. The sidewalk was okay. 
and the grass. So I couldn't, I, and, and, and you know, I lived near that mm-hmm. playground. And so mm-hmm. I would drive by and I could see kids playing in the wood chips. They didn't play on the playground equipment. Mm-hmm. They, they were playing in the wood chips. So I, in my mind, when I was being counted down to, I was like, why, what is the, and you know, to be fair, I've been locked in a house for six weeks with my kids. My mental health was probably not stellar mm-hmm. at that yeah, point. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was cranky too. I mm-hmm. mean, everyone was, I think, a little bit on edge. edge. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I was just like, well, okay, fine. I'm standing around error. Go ahead and arrest me. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people were like, what are you thinking? I'm like, but I wasn't, I, I didn't think I was breaking the law. And I couldn't understand how I could, still to this day, I don't know how I was breaking the law. Did they get you on trespassing? Yeah, so initially they charged me with trespassing injury to property because they were accusing me of ripping down the tape which but I is think ridiculous they went back and watched the video and were like yeah. oh wait this lady didn't show yeah. up till later I still to this day I promise I have no idea no. who ripped it off no I don't either I mean I'm going to be honest if yeah. I ripped it off I, I would be proud of you know like <laughs> if I'm going to do something defiantly I'm going to I'm going to cop to it and say I'd be wrapping it and carrying around and right but I, you'd make a dress out of it I would make Pretty a much. dress out of it thank <laughs> you that's exactly what I would have done and so yeah I, I still don't understand so they went and booked me into Ada County Jail but or, not the other moms who were doing no right not the other moms yeah and I'll tell you what I found out later so they booked me in but at the, i found out that so they had let out over 300 inmates due to COVID, apparently to make room for moms who were right taking their kids to playgrounds so i found out later that they had gone back wrapped the equipment back up with tape and people started tearing it back down whether that was children or moms i don't know exactly mm-hmm. the details mm-hmm. on that and instead of them even at minimum issuing citations right mm-hmm. Or something, they just said, we'll come back later and deal with it. Wow. So it was such a big deal that people, that this equipment was spreading COVID, and I'm standing there not touching it. I get hauled off to jail, right? Mm-hmm. Later, people are defiantly doing things. There was no enforcement action brought against them, right? So, you know, it seems a little sketchy. This is America. Like, you should be allowed to ask questions. I feel like there's, they're not our, like, that authority where it's, they're untouchables. They're people, and they're supposed to be upholding the laws. Well, I think that's another side to it, too, is, you know, being married to a police officer, I felt a little bit embarrassed because I, I see the capacity that, my, the you know, the work that my husband does, mm-hmm. and I see it. I, I want it to be honorable. Right. Right. And I'm proud of him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, I think part of me was sitting there thinking, why are you guys, why are you treating moms mm-hmm. like this? Right. We're yeah. not, we're not, you know, passing out roofies at the playground right? right we're mothers with children who pay taxes on this playground and and if mm-hmm. you have a good upstanding citizen who's upset about something i believe you should take some time to invest in why they're upset and there was mm-hmm. another officer there if you if you watch other mm-hmm. there's multiple videos i mean there's mm-hmm. i don't know how many videos there but mm-hmm. um like officer price he was mm-hmm. someone who was just casually talking to people and saying, listen, I'm not making these rules mm-hmm. and, and helping to diffuse mothers yeah. who are, who have, some of us have, you know, crying kids who are getting yeah. kicked off the playground. And for example, I mean, the funny thing is at the time of my arrest, I didn't see this video obviously until later, but officer messenger was handing out stickers to oh. people <laughs> while I believe was actually standing on the wood chips at the same time. Oh, that's ironic. So anyway, it just, but you know, it, we're all, it was obviously the start of something big and I, I have a lot of you know empathy for people and I've, I've said it before I would go and sit down with officer Fiscus was who mm-hmm. arrested me I would go and sit down and have coffee with him or whatever mm-hmm. and, yeah and well you have... publicly apologized to him so and, and, and then I'll yeah so mm-hmm. a few days later I really felt my heart it was mm-hmm. necessarily an apology for mm-hmm. me standing for my principles no. but it wasn't all a branch of peace is yeah. what I was trying to do I was trying to say listen our, our whole you know community has become divided because I saw people defriending people mm-hmm. treating people horribly I mean treating mm-hmm. me horribly treating officers horribly mm-hmm. and I just felt that was I mean I just felt like our community was above that mm-hmm. I thought we were above that right oh we can all make mistakes I felt like even the, me being there that day I was a little bit on edge and that's not normally how I act when I've had a break from my kids and I haven't been with them nonstop for six weeks. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can have a, 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 a cordial conversation, yeah. you know, but I'm also typically not being counted down to. So we'll put that in there. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I could. And so my, my goal with that was not necessarily to say, listen, I feel, you know, I wasn't there and I wasn't trying to get out of jail. I wasn't trying to get somebody to dismiss the charges. I simply wanted to say, I care about our community and I would like to, I would like to close the division that we're having. Let's, you know, let's have a, a you know, some sort of a discussion about this, but I didn't realize I had contacted the the Meridian Police Department and said, I, I'm going to come there. I assumed that they knew that I would invite media there because to me, if it happened in a big way, you would invite the media there to see. To me, it was a, a way for them to see that I was serious about what I was doing. I wasn't doing it behind closed door. They took it as me trying to make it a publicity stunt, mm. which was very hard for me because it was I was really trying to do the right thing. And they're like, we're not going to meet with you now. I was like, I... I was just trying to do the right thing. But, you know, some of those things kind of mm-hmm. fall flat on people, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't really know you. But 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so charged with trespassing, injury to property, and then it was changed later to um, trespassing, failure to depart. This episode is brought to you by Idaho Prep Co. Idaho Prep Co. is a beef jerky company. Yeah, they're made in Idaho. Yep, yeah, that's right. Made in Idaho. You know, my favorite flavor is the sweet mango habanero. It's not too spicy. Mm-mm. It's got a nice little heat at the end, but you really can't taste any spice while eating it. Yeah, listen, I'm Norwegian, and if I can eat it, it was good. <laughs> Honestly, the pepper kind of kicked my butt a little more than the habanero. Mango. Absolutely. Well, it's really good. He makes really good products, and he hasn't forgotten your furry friend. There's actually snacks for your dogs as well that the company makes. You know what I love? There's no nitrates, and there's no preservatives. Yeah, that's great. And as you stated, it's made in Idaho. Yep. I like that they're made in small batches and handmade, too. Idaho Prep Co. is proud supporters of the U.S. military, and to show their appreciation, they will ship their products to all U.S. military bases worldwide for free. That's awesome. All their packages are vacuum-sealed and resealable packages, perfect for on-the-go or for your outdoor adventure. They're family-owned and operated, and again, they're a supporter of the podcast. So if you support the podcast, please go support Idaho Prep Co. More information and ordering can be done at www.idahoprepco.com. This episode is brought to you by Faith Outdoors. Faith Outdoors is more than a gun store. It is an education hub spot. Whether you are a first-time gun buyer, an experienced shooter, or a long-range shooter, Faith Outdoors can help you find what you need to be as efficient as possible. Their staff is some of the most experienced in the Treasure Valley and is made up of retired law enforcement officers and firefighters. Faith Outdoors also is an official dealer of Benchmade Knives. Everything sold in store are items they recommend and use out in the field. So go visit them today, 2200 Cortland Place in Nampa, Idaho. And you know what I love about Mandy and Nate? Their whole family, they're prayer warriors. So if you need prayer, they are happy to pray for you. Just email them at info at faithoutdoorsid.com. Which, because my husband is a police officer for the, the city next door, and those two cities, Meridian and Boise, um, both of those... Boise City prosecutes Meridian's cases as well. It's a contract that they have. It's a conflict of interest for the prosecutor in, in Boise mm-hmm. City to take the case. Mm-hmm. And so they actually sent it to or, or, or requested for the state AG to take it, which he could have declined taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a waste of our taxpaying dollars. It seems like such a high office to be dealing with a misdemeanor for Park Mom. I mean, I personally think I'm not up there with pedophiles, rapists, and murderers. I, that's but how there I feel. are some people that think that I am oh, up there with gosh. pedophiles. I think, though, almost two years later, and that park reopened, three weeks later, that Kleiner Park reopened, has been open since then. And how many people have touched that equipment, which, by the way, I've never touched. Right. Right? Yeah. They've stepped on those wood chips. Still, to this day, it is a little, it is a little interesting, the fact that mm-hmm. it's still such a big deal. Right. Way Let's, to stretch it out. Yeah. I will say that someone counting down to me, I'm just realizing, like... From my perspective of being counted down to, I think I would go into the fight or flight and I'm all fight. And that would have put me in handcuffs as well, because I'm thinking, oh, no, you don't like you are not counting down to a full grown woman. You're going to tell me five, four, three, like I got to get my like I do that to my children because they're mine and I'm their authority and I'm trying to teach them to obey in a reasonable do not push my button on. I think I I think I. Well, I mean, think about this. The, you only, snap. the only counting down that happens at a playground is children to other children, typically, or a mother saying, I'm giving Correct. you such and such to get your bum in the car. Correct. Yeah. Right. And so to have another adult who is, I mean, like, yeah. man, I'm giving you, Kirsten, five seconds. You're going to look at me and be like, you're go joking. ahead and do whatever you're going to do yeah. in five seconds. I'm right. Gonna, right. I mean, that's kind of, you kind of go, well, okay, fine. That's bring it. That's a, uh, you know, I mean, it was hard. It just, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit sassy too. So it kind of just came out of my I mouth. I think I would have done like, that oh. just as a gut reaction. Like, seriously, you're, not, what, you're counting down to But me? I'm just not even doing anything wrong. Yeah. It's not like yeah. I was licking the playground equipment and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm giving you five seconds to get your tongue off that, right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm right. standing there. And if you watch the video, I'm, I'm pointing. I'm saying, are you going to arrest the people at the picnic tables right? and the basketball? Everywhere. I'm asking that. I am asking that probably mm-hmm. in his mind a... a uh, you know, a question that's a little bit, you know, bucking authority, but I'm asking, are you going to now go do this because you're, you're taking our fun away? Are you going to mm-hmm. go take their fun away? And if you watch, I turn my head to actually go and walk to the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And that's when he counts down to me. And I look back and I'm like, okay, okay. you know what? Are you looking for someone to take to jail? Seriously. Like, I guess I'll, I'll be the person. Cause I just really felt like I wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. Yeah. And, and my husband for 10 years investigated 
internet crimes against children, child pedophilia. Mm. Yeah. So I've heard in my, you know, my close circle, like I, I've heard the worst of the worst of what a criminal is, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got this wide, you know, what's what's a criminal, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't even put myself on the list of a, a, a parking ticket when I was standing there on those wood chips. Do you right. know what I mean? So I'm like, this is what you're going to threaten me with arrest for? Ah, okay, mm-hmm. well, I if guess. You don't mind me asking. I'm going to get yeah. a little personal here. Yeah, sure. You had to make a phone call, right? From, yep. from prison? You <laughs> called your husband, Jail. right? Not prison. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jail. Uh-huh. Yeah, you had yeah. to make a phone call yep. from jail. Yep. Was it to your husband? Of course. What did he say? Or maybe maybe not that gut <laughs> reaction, <laughs> like, but like, well, he must have been shell-shocked. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, so this is kind of funny, right? So you're going to hear a little bit personal, yeah. personal of, of the Brady family. So the funny thing is, is when I had left for the play date... I had left him with the youngest and the oldest. The youngest was taking a nap and he finally was getting some free time. Oh. So when he got the phone call that I was in the back of a police car, mm-hmm. he was, I think, double not thrilled, right? Because he finally was like, Everybody's getting, some, getting some man cave time, oh, right? Yeah. Checkout time. And so, so yeah, I get hauled off to jail. And, and this is just a side thing. So when they bring me there, they start asking these COVID um, clearance questions. And and me being the sassy pants that I am, I said, you guys just read me my rights. I'm not going to answer these because it was like, have you ever have you done this in the last 10 days? Have you done this? Have you done this? And I'm like, I don't have to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And they just look at me and they're just like the fact I mean, I probably was the first person who had ever, like ever been like, so they bring me in there. Right. And they're like, you know, they're they're checking me basically see if I, if I have COVID and they and they take my temperature. I've been in the back of a hot car for like 45 minutes. Not mm. to mention the fact that I'm sweating a little bit about oh, the yeah. fact that my husband's going <laughs> I know that he knows at this point. I'm thinking, ah, oh. oh, and I don't know that it's going mega viral. I have zero clue that my mother oh, has yeah. watched it live, that I've had friends, that, that all of these things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm oblivious to this. I'm thinking, yeah, maybe a little bit of people in voice are going to know that this happened. I'm not thinking it's going to be a big deal at all. National no, news. And it was mm-hmm. international, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was literally on every air, as far as I know, every airwave, right? And so... Park insurrectionist. Park insurrectionist. And so I, I don't know. And so when they finally get me booked in and they give me that phone call, right? They give you the cell phone and I call my husband and he picks up and he's like, I start, I'm like, honey. And I started, he's like, don't say anything, right? Because he goes into police officer mode. Do not say anything, right? Because mm-hmm. everything's being recorded. I'm like, okay. So, you know. <laughs> He's never booked. He's never checked booked anyone out of jail right. before. <laughs> and here it is. It's his wife, right? So he doesn't even know the, really the process. He's always been putting people into jail, not getting people out of jail. And so I don't know if he had come with a check or something. He couldn't. He did, or it was cash. I can't remember what it was. But they wouldn't take his form of payment. He had the money, but they wouldn't take his form of payment. So he had to leave then with all of the four kids. You know, it's like four, five o'clock oh, traffic time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just a really interesting thing, but. Yeah, when he when I finally because I was probably in there an hour and a half. I don't know. It's it, you know times a little bit foggy, but I know, know we went straight there and we were driving outside of the Meridian Police. Oh and yeah, doing a yeah protest. A protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah I wasn't there for mm-hmm. that. So yeah, I, by the time we got out and you know I didn't know how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm over here being like whatever. I just took the kids to the playground. Like I I don't know what the big deal is, right? Yeah. And we get in the car and my phone is blowing up just blow and i don't really know though what's going i mean i I think okay so it's gonna yeah my friends are gonna find out whatever and then someone says yeah who's who's going to the protest in meridian i'm like for what they're like because you went to jail and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i go well i'll I'll come i guess i should come because that would be weird that i'm out of jail and someone's having a protest for me so i show up at this protest and you know i'm just like i'm shocked I'm shocked that I went to jail for standing on wood chips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. No, you had to have been in some sort of like traumatic. Yeah. It was kind of traumatic, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was traumatic because everybody in the world wanted to talk to me and I hadn't done any I had not done anything on purpose politically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. had just gone to a play date, gotten mm-hmm. counted down to. Didn't, didn't go well. And it, it didn't turn out, you know, like so that was Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. You know, I have, yeah, I have four kids too. And and I remember when we were locked down for those two weeks, mm-hmm. right? Just Stretching. on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. You know, I, I drive by and you know, the worst part is, is they told us to like limit how many people you let outside of your mm-hmm. house. So even grocery shopping or simple things like that, they didn't want you to take your kids. No. Right. So I'd imagine you had a, a newborn at the time, didn't you? No, she was like two, one, a little, a mm-hmm. little bit less than two. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even that, like, 
that's that's the time that they just want to run or mm-hmm. crawl or right. or get moving. And I know with my kids, I sometimes to just to get them out of the house, I'd drive with them. And you'd pass a park that you would normally stop mm-hmm. at on a weekend and say, go run so that you sleep well tonight. And mm-hmm. you stop driving me crazy a little bit and I can get yeah. a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. Right. And I couldn't. And it was heartbreaking. So we would, I, look, I'm just as guilty as you. I take my kids to the park and they would run like crazy on the wood chips. I tell them to stay off. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a criminal. <laughs> a non-caught like criminal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I hear about so many people that were going to the playgrounds. Yeah. It just, I just happened to be the one person that apparently asked a question. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, that's what it was. It wasn't, mm-hmm. although, you know, look, there's always that, there's always the looking back and I'm like, Man, I got in so much trouble, and I'm still in so much trouble this mm-hmm. day for simply standing wood chips. I wish, I wish I would have had a kid there, and I wish I would have pushed them on the swing, yeah. swing defiantly. I wish I would have because make it worse. It's it. hard to mm-hmm. feel like you're like simply not even attempting to make anything political or do anything wrong, and to be in so much trouble. Here it is, almost two years later, mm-hmm. right? I've had two trials scheduled. The last one that was scheduled, both have been, both were suspended. The last time the suspended one was in August. And up until that point, I'd had three separate lawyers, spent like mm. around $18,000 on those three separate lawyers. And I just, you know, how do you continue going on when the state of Idaho has unlimited funds mm-hmm. to continue yeah. to prosecute me? Unlimited. Right. And I, I, I have, I mean, I'm married to a police officer. He does okay. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely, you know, like, yeah, not millionaires. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're definitely, we definitely don't have you know, unlimited funds. Well, you've got four kids at home. You've got a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You've got to take care of all these I have things. Cars, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we have right. And you food's you've- expensive <laughs> for four mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. You know, I've got two boys, right? So, I mean, at some point, you have to kind of make this decision. Well, I'm like, well, I and I've never even been given a chance. I have never even seen my judge in person. It's always been on a screen. Wow. I've never wow. even been in a courtroom. My courtroom is my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's it. And that's that's a whole nother topic for discussion. But I mean, there is no right to a speedy trial in Idaho. So really think twice when if you're going to make a statement or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, commit a crime, especially if your husband is a police officer and he gets sent to the attorney general's office for conflict of interest. Right. Can I be as frank as possible in saying I don't think that if this would have been prosecuted with Ada County, I don't think you would still be in this predicament. I agree. I agree. I, I think of any other county, I think at this point they would have said, okay, let it go. let's let mm-hmm. it go. This is not worth the stain. This mm-hmm. isn't worth the stain on, on our department or, you know, the camp, the county mm-hmm. for doing that. You know, so in August when it was suspended a week and a half before, I mean, a week and a half, right? I mean, that's, I was so close. I mean, you want to talk about devastation when you're so close to being like, well, it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. I'm found guilty or not. At least this will be off of my back. Yes. Yeah. Right. I won't have to manage it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I have to do, I mean, like I'm getting subpoenaed to go mm-hmm. to court, like on zoom every month. You think that's not a big deal? No, it's yeah. a big deal. I mean, deal. if I forget one mm-hmm. of those and, 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 you know, if you, if you're, if your speedy trial is, let's say mm-hmm. six months, right. You're right to a speedy trial. You're only going to have so many hearings in that time frame. But if you do two years oh. and you're managing that, I mean, this it's just, you know, like I have one coming up on the 22nd and it's like, I don't remember if it's at 1.30 or whatever. So I've got to go back and I've got to figure out what time that is. If I miss it, I get a failure to appear. But let's, I mean, to be frank, there's nothing that's going to happen at that. It's such a waste of time and the judge is getting paid and the prosecutor is getting paid. Mm. And at the times when I had a lawyer, I was paying them too. And that just drives you crazy mm-hmm. because you're like, just, you know, either give me my darn trial or let mm-hmm. it go. Like the, the process has become the punishment, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you tell me what the state of Idaho at this point is going to get out of me. That's going to be justice. It's such a miscarriage of justice. Just the fact that we have gone on so long. My two trials have been suspended. Where, where is the consequence for the judicial system? Mm-hmm stopping me from being able to get it right and they're like oh well it doesn't count because it's covid but i'm like i should still have rights mm-hmm. even though 25 people out of a hundred thousand people have covid if that happens in ada county this is they suspend trials so if you have the sniffles or your work makes you mandatory test and you test positive for covid 25 people out of a hundred thousand people i don't get a trial wow that's crazy that's insanity. That is literally insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to wrap my head around that, and I just, I can't. That makes no sense. No, it's and, a big government against a little 
normal person who has to walk with the weight of the world on your shoulders every day, just saying, when do I get to wake up and not be involved in the nightmare? Yeah, I don't even get an end in sight. And I I was telling my mom the other day on the phone, I said, Mom, at least, you know, I go, if we could go back a year ago and they gave me a month in jail, Mm -hmm. done would have been less stressful than just simply, Mm -hmm. it sits here forever, right? I mean, like, unlikely I'm going to get a trial set, Even, even if they were able to set a trial right now. I've been so financially burdened by their excuses for shutting down courts. How do I go? Even if they said we're going to set trial, do you think I'm going to believe that trial's not going to be suspended? Yeah. Why would I go and spend another ten grand on a lawyer <clears throat> to what? Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm in an indefinite disadvantage mm-hmm. to the state. Yeah. I'm at, I am. And how is that fair? How it's is not, that fair? Over mm-hmm. over standing on wood chips. It's not fair. And the fact that our attorney general is continuing to target you and prosecute you over something so stupid. I mean, my goodness, if he wanted to take this on and make this his big thing back then, okay, got it. COVID's scary. Ooh, guess what? Now we're back in reality. Let's shut this down. Mm -hmm. This should not be happening to a mother of four whose husband is a phenomenal police officer who's devoted his life to protecting our real, communities and, and, and arresting real criminals, right? Mm-hmm. I right. I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about how ridiculous this is. I can't even fathom. Look, I'm just going to say this: we have an election coming up. We have a mm-hmm. primary. I don't care who you vote for, Raul Art. Just vote for one of those because I I just can't. I sitting here. I can't stomach it. I think about Idaho, and I get sick to my stomach knowing that. Two huge miscarriages of justice happened right here because of the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. You would expect it to happen back east, somewhere else, California. New York, mm-hmm. California. Yes, but we have people openly singing worship and they get arrested. And then you have a mom standing on wood chips who gets arrested. And I'm just sitting here like, we talk, I mean, Californians, Oregonians, mm-hmm. people from Washington, they all look at Idaho and say, this is the beacon. This is the mm. place. They've put up their bat symbol. Yep. We've got to go. And then they get here, as Kirsten can yep. attest to, and they go, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's on? not the land of the free. I know. You guys, this is huge. It's and still it, the home of the brave, though. It, it is. I love that. It, it. I have found my tribe so much easier here because we are linking arms and we're moving forward with... You know, just trying to find platform Republicans who will represent us well as we, the people, need to be represented. And I just think this was a weenie move on the AG's part. Like, I just, I have zero respect for that office. I really hope somebody gets in there and turns things around and lets you go. And my goodness, can you sue the pants off them for doing this? So I think if I'm found not guilty, I could file a lawsuit. Oh, but at this I point, I, you know, that's and that's a complicated thing. So we're this far down. You spend so much money, mm. you know, and I did I did campaign a little bit for for funds there in the mm-hmm. beginning. But how do I ask people for money when all of these really serious things are happening in the world? I've already asked. I've already gotten. Mm. I mean, I probably think about ten or twelve thousand dollars of that eighteen thousand dollars was donations. Oh, donations. Good. Yeah. Good. So it's like I mean I could I could go on the offense, mm-hmm. but that's that takes a lawyer. I, I, I with four kids, I don't have the capability to be able to do law school right now, yeah. or even even dabbling. I just don't. It's just one you know. So I you know I just sit here. I'm like at minimum I feel like okay. So I can't you know, and maybe in the future I'll hire a lawyer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still in suspension on trials. So it's right? like I don't want to hire an one. Indefinite. So we can sit there and go to these fake courts. I mean yeah. it's court TV and we sit there and we. Oh, we're so sorry, Ms. Brady. We can't offer you a trial. I'm like, listen, this is not Texas Roadhouse and you're out of rolls. The very, your very purpose, the very purpose that you're here you for exist. is to exist mm-hmm. is to get me a trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get me a trial. There's a mm-hmm. reason why the founders, there's a reason why we have speedy trial. Mm-hmm. It's to not literally drive people crazy to, to, to suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, you, you, if you are... You're pursued by the government forever, because hmm. at this point it's looking like forever for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you cancel two trials. You think I want to set another one with you so I can run out another ten, fifteen grand or whatever it is? And you, oh, we're so sorry. You know, Josh and Kirsten got the sniffles and they tested positive for COVID, and there's twenty three other people who didn't. Uh, You're, sorry, Ms. Brady, we COVID. We tried. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's extremely disappointing just hearing this. Like mm. knowing your story, and I've known you for a few years, right? We're not like 
really close friends or we're anything. Not BFFs, but, we, but I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're in the same circles and we know each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always known you to be a really kind hearted person mm-hmm. who wants to do right for not just yourself and your kids, but for every Idahoan. Yep. Right? That's why like a lot of your background has been in trying to fight for medical freedom. Mm-hmm. Right? So seeing this happen to such good people is just it's it's infuriating. Or it feels like a focused attack on somebody who likes to do principled work for liberty. So, well, and here's the deal. Let's be honest. This, this, I'm going to be the example that if you speak out, just mm-hmm. simply speak out, because that's what it was. I was not breaking the law. And they're going to sit there and say, "Oh no, no, where those wood chips were." Even if a juror mm-hmm. finds me guilty, I know in my heart what was criminal, what was not criminal. Right. And those wood chips, where it was at, it was never cornered off with tape. So it doesn't matter what the judge will or will not allow in court. Mm-hmm. I know in my heart, I did the right thing that day. Yeah. Right? Maybe I was a little sassy, but that's not against the law. And it's not even immoral. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the but you know, I feel like I have a duty. You know, we can't expose how bad Lawrence Wasden is mm-hmm. if I don't continue to refuse to plead guilty. Yeah. Because it shows how far he's willing to take someone who's not a criminal. Yeah. Who's not a bad person. To task over wood chips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had a slideshow opportunity at his home yet? <laughs> I, I personally have not. Oh. But I would take him up on it. Have you? A.G. Watson, I'm ready for a slideshow <laughs> presentation. I'm hearing that I'm missing out. Yes. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Have you talked to the Attorney General? I have talked to him. Is Has he expressed any sort of end in sight with this or just no care? Um, I would say... The impression I got from him speaking to him is the case is not going to be dismissed. Wow. And, and I basically essentially in a very, you know, in a nutshell, expressed to him how I feel about it. Yeah. All I've said to you today. Right. Maybe not all of it, but, you know, just the very fact that I was standing in wood chips. Let's not forget the fact I have to I, I, I can't I can't forget the fact, though, you know, back a few months after I was arrested, I was sent a video. Oh, of I was just going to bring that up at the Canyon uh, County Republican Central Committee. You. It was one of my first ones. Yeah. And we were outside of the administration hall and it was across the street at a park. And it was after dusk when that park should have been shut down. And so we literally had him answering our questions about you because we were said on video, what, what about Sarah Brady? What's going on with that? And that was ironically like a, unacceptable thing to do was be in that park after dusk still there at a meeting he didn't care about without that. a permit because and his little feet were on the little grass so i'm pretty sure that's just he as was in, he was in a trespassing area then. correct yeah loiter loitering in a park after dark whatever correct. it was the point is is here we have a rules for thee but not for me oh yeah. yeah so okay so you know when i brought that up to him he's like well we were authorized to be there i'm like well, where's the permit then because if you were authorized you would have had a permit you would have had you would have mm-hmm. had to go through the process that every other citizen has to go through to be authorized to be there and he said, well, fine. Well, you know, you can go to them and you can, you can have them file charges. I said, Lawrence Wazen, I go, you know, as well as I do. Hey, first of all, statute of limitations. I'm married to a cop. Okay. Those are, that's usually a year. First of all, second of all, they're not going to go and press charges against you. They're not going to go against you. You're the AG of Idaho. He Nothing's going to happen to you. I go, mm-hmm. just the very principle that you did the same thing as me supposedly and broke the law and you're coming after me. I'm sorry. Hypocrite. Yeah. It's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel about it. And, you know, I could say all of this stuff to him very diplomatically. I can have a conversation with anyone across the board. As some people know that my sister's part of the 97%. I love her dearly. But I can have a conversation with anyone about pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm going to say that you're a good person. I mean, but I literally want to vote for anybody but Lawrence Waston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 22 how, years. How can you say that? How can you look yourself in the mirror and feel good about taking me and still con- continually to prosecute me, knowing the fact that I still can't even get a trial and I've spent so much money. I mean, what are you going to get out of me? What kind of Mm -hmm. pelt are you going to have on your wall? Mm -hmm. It's just literally a stain on the state is what it is. It's an embarrassment. It's Mm -hmm. an embarrassment. It is. Way to finish out your 22 years, Larry. Right. Mm -hmm. Slow clap. Mm -hmm. It's bad. It's bad. It is embarrassing. It truly is. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like, this should not be happening in Idaho. And I don't think it would happen if Art McEnroe was in. And right. I'm assuming or Raul, Raul. I don't either. Think, yeah. Like yeah. I haven't spoken to yeah. Raul, I but I know cool, Art yeah. passionately disagrees with what they're doing. And the the office should have no business in taking that. Well, and that's just it. And this is why people get concerned about speaking out against the attorney general, 
right? A lot of people I have talked to say, oh, I won't say anything publicly. Look at Sarah Brady. Look what they're doing to her. You know, she was standing on wood chips and here she is later. And and look, I I see it in your face, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you're talking about it, not not the entire time, Mm -hmm. but when you start talking about it, I can tell that it's still like the stress of knowing you have court and everything. It's never left. I have been stressed since April 21st of Mm -hmm. 2020. Honestly, that that's never gone away. I, I do have to ask because you did bring up your sister, right? She is with the ninety seven percent. You guys both obviously have very different political views. Polar opposite, right? <laughs> but you guys Polar are good, opposite. right? Yeah, we can totally sit in a room. Perfect. Now, we don't necessarily talk about politics. I can, but that's not something she typically good. wants to do. But I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know what? That's good. I have a sister, love her dearly. I'm going to her wedding in April in Colorado. Complete liberal. And we just don't talk politics. Mm-hmm. So, but I do have to ask, what does she think of this whole thing? Seeing Her what sister, you've yeah. been going through. Yeah. So she, the last time we talked about it, which is probably about a month or so ago, she said, I, Sarah, I think if most people knew that this case was still going on after all of this time, mm-hmm. right? Because initially mm-hmm. we can all agree initially what was going on with COVID, right? Initially, there wasn't a lot of those things that we right. were aware of. Now, I think I was tipped off a little bit more to what COVID was mm-hmm. because I had a friend my age who contracted COVID and I had posted about it, I think March 31st. And I, from my mm-hmm. understanding, it seemed like, well, maybe it was a little bit more of an intense flu mm-hmm. yeah. than, than normal. But mm-hmm. I was like, this is not an end time plague. Mm-hmm. So I was not concerned about taking my kids to a playground. Yeah. But anyway, so going back to Emily, yeah, I mean, she just said, if people knew, I think that they would just be like, why is this still being prosecuted and we're on polar opposites, right, yeah. of the political spectrum. And she's like, this is just this is just honestly stupid at this point, was kind of the way it came across to me. So Good. does she ever talk to Greg Cheney about it? Because they must be close. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never, I've never asked her that. But mm-hmm. yeah, Greg, we got we to talk about good old Greg. Have you noticed lately? I don't know if you're on Twitter. I am a little bit. A little bit. But I haven't seen anything from well, Gregory. If, if you go look at some of his old posts right before this election, they're very friendly with the 97%. Yeah. Oh. Now he's saying, we've got to fight this, you know, mm-hmm. extremist Democrat, yada, yada. He's trying to make it sound like he's Un-snuggle? more conservative. He's unsnuggling them. Is he them. unsnuggling with Because li- I, I thought they were BFFs str- a little bit. Oh, they totally are. Him and Brooke but, Green, super chummy. <laughs> but at the same mm-hmm. time, like, I'm watching some of his tweets, and I'm just kind of laughing because before it was everything like... You know, conservatives are essentially evil. He oh, wasn't yeah. saying it like that, but he was saying it yeah. like that. Oh, he basically radicals. was saying that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drives me nuts. I'm like, you mean platform Republicans? Don't say radicals. This used to be, you know, Bible and and Constitution kind of country. And now, oh, we're radicals. Okay. I don't feel radical. I feel like I've stayed my course. Right. I haven't moved. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen any of his old stuff, it's it's hilarious because it's just... It's screaming, I'm a liberal, I'm with the 97%, be my friend, please. (laughs) And now he's like, I refuse to let the woke cancel culture keep our state from enforcing our laws and ensuring public safety, especially when it comes to convicted murders. So, like, he's just trying to sound tough, conservative, Mm -hmm. and it's just not working. That's not good. And he's like, he's going to lose his liberal base now. Yeah. Which is probably all of his base. That's his base, yeah. (laughs) In Caldwell. So you have some history with him. I do. Not of my choice by any means. Yeah. So after my arrest, so keep in mind, I was literally, I, so much stuff was going on. I was getting doxxed. I was getting death threats. I was oh, being hexed. I mean, it was, it was just literally, it was nuts. Facebook was groups crazy. were forming. Oh, it was Facebook nuts. groups. Yeah. That hated me. Yeah. That would make memes. Some were actually really funny. Some were actually really funny. But in the, in the midst of this, I got a, and I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think, was it Brian Holmes? Maybe. That, that that texted me and said, would you do an interview with us about the, the Greg Cheney video that he did? And I was like, what Greg Cheney video? Hmm. Right. Because I mean, so much stuff was happening. I could not I could not keep track of it. And so oh, I went and looked at it and it was I, I haven't watched it in a really long time. So hopefully I can be aware of snake oil salesman. Yes. And so so Greg. Uh, he doesn't made, have a list, but I don't know why I did it that way. I think it was because. No, never mind. <laughs> He, he he made up some story that me and Greg Pruitt, who I had not spoken to in months, at least mm-hmm. months, um, him, Greg, uh, Greg Pruitt and I had had made this elaborate plan to, to form a protest 
for, you know, this play date protest that had happened, which, you know, full disclosure, even my, my liberal sister was like, I know you didn't plan that because I saw your hair and makeup. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> that, you're right. I was a, I was a mom that day with crazy hair and, right. you know, like, mm-hmm. so he had done, yeah, he did this video and was like, they planned it and they did all of this stuff. And I'm just frankly offended by anyone who doesn't tell the truth. Mm. Like, yeah. here's the deal. Say what you want to say about me. Small businesses are the lifeblood of our economy. Two in every three jobs are created by a small business. They support our local schools, charities, churches, and more. This is exactly why we love to help small businesses grow. Our custom-tailored solutions allow all facets of your marketing to work in a symbiotic way, helping you increase revenue from web design to social media marketing, from local search engine optimization to managing your online reviews. Our custom solutions are built for you. Visit us today at silohillweb.com. But just make sure it's truthful. Don't say that I did something I didn't do or didn't do something that I did do. Just mm-hmm. just don't do it. So I actually had, I was really offended. I had actually approached him at the, was it the State Republican Convention in like June? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, this is yes. vague. This is right. Because this is almost that. two years ago. Yeah. And I thought, okay, so being a Christian woman, mm-hmm. I believe if somebody offends you, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I try not to go back out on Facebook and do a post, address the person in person diplomatically and tell them you have a beef or a problem with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And it took a lot of courage for me to do that because yeah. I'd never talked to Greg. He had said somewhat, I felt like we're very offensive things. And in a time in my life when so many people were, well, praising me and beating me up, mm-hmm. I really felt like just the fact that he's a legislator. Right. And I, and I feel like that's a position of power and he was using it to bully me. Mm-hmm. Someone, a woman he had never met, didn't even ask me what the side of the story was, then combines me with Greg Pruitt and I believe Health Freedom Idaho, who I hadn't spoken to in months, I think, too, at that point. And I was like, so I approached him and said, hey, you know, Greg, and I think it kind of surprised him that I actually would walk up to him and Be look him in the eyes. Yeah. But I said, you know, you said some things about me in this video that you did a couple months ago. And I go, honestly, a lot of those things aren't true. I haven't been with Health Freedom Idaho since, you know, October of such and such year. Greg and I hadn't spoken in such. I go, and you you did this video that was shared thousands of times, I think. I mean, I don't, I'd have to go back and look, right? But it had hundreds of comments on it. Mm. And people were like, oh, thank you so much, Greg, for the real story, right? Because all these people, he's a legislator. So not to, and he's a lawyer too, right? So he's got, you know, he has some clout or whatever, right? In the political community. And I was like, I would like you to go back. I would like you to interview me and do a video and let me tell the true story. Let me please Defend redo something. Yeah. And let's be honest about it. Yeah. Because you hurt me in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm, if I have the news, if I have the media contacting me for my side of a story on something, you're talking about me. That's just not right. You. you so anyway, he said, well, I'll look into it. Well, long story short, he goes and just blocks me on social media. That was that was Greg's way Taking care of, of I mean, addressing me who was trying to be an honest Christian woman to him and say, please, I'm, I'm appealing to you mm-hmm. to do the right thing. You know, you can grill me all you want. You can say bad things and say, I think it's awful you took your kids to the park. That's fine. You can do all that. But at least give me the opportunity. Let's make let's do the truth. And I want you to retract that video because it's just patently false. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, I can't say I don't care what he you know said about Janice McGeehan and other people. But for me. Do the right thing by me and and, and tell the truth and, and, you know, at least have a discussion and try to mend some of that character, you know, misrepresentation that you gave. Right. So, yeah, um, I don't have high regards towards Greg because I just frankly see him as someone who refuses to do the right thing when he should do the right thing. And then and the second thing that he did was and I'm not is, is there a third thing, but the second thing that he did was I think it was last session. He had that anti-protest bill. Yep. And I had gotten up in his committee to keep in mind, he had blocked me on social media at that point. Right. I never talked. I had not talked to him since then. So I already felt like this man is not an honest man, but I want to be able to testify in committee on a bill. Right. I mean, that's my right to be able to do that. I got up there. I tried to be diplomatic. I said, you know, Greg, we've had our differences or, you know, represent or chairman Mm -hmm. Cheney. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, I basically said, I under, you know, I, I know what it's like to not want protesters to come to your house. I was docs. People were going to come to my house, right? Meridian Police Department contacted my husband and said, do you want people to come and and basically watch your home? And we said yes, right? Even though we just had this bad, you know, interaction with them. But yes, Mm -hmm. we would like to, yeah. I mean, because it's dangerous. My husband wasn't home at nights at the time. So I said, I understand what it's like to feel 
worried that people are coming to your house. I understand that. But then I basically turned around and said, I don't agree with this bill. I even, I still would want someone to have free speech yeah. in a public area next to my house. That's, mm -hmm. I would want that. I still want that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for this. I wouldn't, you know, recommend people voting for this bill. Well, then when it goes to the house floor, like, I don't know what it was a week later or something like that. He flipped my testimony. He flipped my testimony, he essentially said, hey, the woman, the woman that was arrested or, you know, people, people went to the, the cop's house to protest at the house. She, she was for the bill or something, something along those lines. And I was like, what's going on? So I had contacted, I think, Representative Crane and said, can you help me? This man is lying about me. Like, because now obviously Greg's not going to do the right thing. Well, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm looking for somebody else, some other Hopefully a male figure. I would appreciate a you know a male figure sticking up for me. And he's like, I'm I'm unable to help you. And I'm Ugh. like, unable or unwilling? Unwilling. Unwilling. Wow. So that's you know it's really you know when you're in politics, it really gives you an eye opener when you think people. And my experience negatively has been sadly more men than women. Yeah. People are supposed to be doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I, I just now at this point I'm like, I don't even want to go testify. What's the point? What's the point of me testifying if someone's going to flip my flip the script on me? Mm -hmm. Well. Yeah, I understand that completely. And you're not wrong. Men, we've really dropped the ball, right? And it's been the soccer moms who've who've really had to step up and, and sort of save our state. I mean, that's why, you know, you look at Priscilla Giddings. She's such a strong woman. She's having to fill in that gap because just not enough men. There's men out there. There's we're we're out men. there doing it. But I didn't mean to give a no, no, no. I, but my experience I agree has with been you. we've I've had there's been some men that really are not doing the right thing. No, I no. agree with you 100. Mm percent And I think a lot of men do because there's a lot of men who want to do the right thing, right? Like people like your husband. You know, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed where I can make some money in this space, so I can be here. But a lot of men are working and it's it's had to, it's been the soccer moms who are having to pick up the torch mm -hmm. and say you know to hell with that mm -hmm. i'm fighting for my kids right and somebody mm -hmm. has to pay you the mortgage mm -hmm. right and i'm yeah. definitely not knocking on people that are mm -hmm. right i don't think anybody in everything <laughs> right? i don't I think mean, anybody's that's... thinking that yeah. so you're not wrong can i say dare i say i guess it, that it feels like when i'm listening to this that maybe cheney is doing wasden's bidding like potentially there's something there, a connection. They're good friends. Look, I know that Greg's aspiration is become AG. And of course, he doesn't have the qualifications. He's got to mature a little bit in his law career before he can really move up and do anything special or fancy. So that's why he's only aiming for the Senate. Well, you know, it's unfortunate. You're going through everything that you're going through with the whole playground thing. It's unfortunate that elected officials are choosing not to stand up and do the right thing. And it honestly would be really easy for Brent Crane or anybody else to say, Hey, you know what? She's saying that's a lie. We can easily go look back at the testimony. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go look at it. And then all you have to do is go file an ethics complaint. You do that. They're going to handle it behind closed doors. And all they'd have to do is say, Hey, Greg, you lied. You need to clear it up. You need to say, Hey, you know what? Do a video and say, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I realized that I, I misunderstood what Miss Brady was saying. Here's what she actually said. I forgot, said. whatever. Yeah. I misunderstood her. That, and that I could, right? Yeah. Right. Go and apologize on the House floor where you made that mistake or lie, whatever he's going to clarify. Or even it is. his social media, something just to right. clarify. So it's, it's unfortunate that people are not choosing to have citizens' backs. Especially the ones that sit on ethics committees and should be happy to help a citizen figure this out let's just well, get to the bottom just too of busy it busy going after priscilla yeah that, was that at the same time you uh know, it was close to that same close. time so you guys actually kind of like sisters in a way through greg cheney you both have <laughs> <laughs> you both have been gone after by him publicly yeah it's ridiculous i got some i don't know facebook post that greg cheney for idaho or his actual facebook you know political page said if you just moved here like kirsten lucas you know and i'm thinking okay it's been four years but whatever and you came from oregon but whatever i actually made some friends that were patriots and i hope he just keeps revealing his true colors because this whole like i'm disassociating with the 97 percenters is garbage i hope nobody falls for that i think he has snuggled up to the left and now he's pulling back to the right and it's like nice try buddy it's a little too little too late but yeah and his message really to her was if you're like kirsten and you're not from idaho sit down shut up and fall in line and maybe you'll get a voice in the future mm -hmm. if you read through the lines that's exactly how it reads 
You should go look at the post. It's pretty crazy. Like, why would you tell a woman that? Why would you tell anyone that, but especially a woman? When when there's been so many complaints or so many women feel like they can't have a voice, right? And that the, the men are controlling the narrative. I'm not saying that's 100% of the time, but I have definitely felt like men have a, mm-hmm. told me, I don't I don't want to have your opinion, right? Like, why mm-hmm. would you say that? Yeah. And because because you're not from here? Because there's, this is well, what, that's just the one thing he could complain about, right? Like, here's someone who's doing activism. Right. She's brand new here. Exactly what he said. Sit down, shut up, and get, you know, get in line. I mean... Here's the deal, though. When you're doing the right thing, those types of people are going to attack you. And you should just pat yourself on the back and say, you know what? Yeah, you have to make stories about me, mm-hmm. lie about me, attack me on social media. Oh, put me in that's, the newspaper. That's it's silly. I'm sorry, that's not a man. <laughs> no. no. Real men don't treat women like that. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Yeah. No, I I agree. Look, it's even even how I talk about elected officials. I talk a certain way about the men. And then even the women that I completely disagree, like Patty Ann Lodge, I still approach it in a more respectful way. Now, I'm also transparent with everybody. I always tell them, I say, hey, you know what? I am nice. I'm one of the nicest people you'll meet until primary season. Then if I have a real bone to pick with you, I'm going to grind it. It's going to come out. Yeah, right. that's that's how I am politically. So, and, and look, I don't know that it's necessarily that he treats women different. Just to be fair to Greg, I don't know if it's that he treats women different or if it's that so many men haven't been as active politically mm. and it's just it's mostly women so i will give him that fair bone but sure okay i could concede to that you know, maybe i can't maybe. i really don't i don't see i don't it. think so either i'm just trying to be nice <laughs> i don't see it i really feel like he's you know he's just trying to one up somebody he feels like he can be superior to and it's, it's maybe not... he's intimidated by strong women. I feel like I'm a strong woman. I think woman. that's what it Kirsten's is, honestly. A strong woman, mm-hmm. you know, or woman, you know. So maybe it's just that you know intimidation factor of like can't be controlled. I, I don't like I you being loud. Do I don't like that. you being loud. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe it's that, and I believe that he is also at the same time. While he feels he can intimidate women, I think he knows that men just aren't intimidated by him. Mm-hmm. I remember one time there was somebody who challenged him to a cage match, which of course he ignored. But Sad. it would have been hilarious. I would have paid to see it. <gasps> Me too. I, and he could have picked the charity. I would have hundred bucks right here, Cheney. Let's do uh, it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would have been funny. Anyways, well, Sarah, is there anything else that we should really know about you or your plans for future? Because again, I'm I'm going to kind of circle back. You've been involved with testifying and trying to get good bills passed, and I know that this has just been exhausting. And I hope that you know you and your family are taking some time for yourself. But will we see you back in the fight in the future? Oh, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Maybe someday I'll run for office. Maybe someday I'll make a donation to your campaign. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. This was this was so fun. It's so always fun, fun sitting down with friends though. I've done a lot of interviews, but to sit down with friends, yeah. that's you know it's well, <laughs> added added funness to it. Yeah. yeah. Full disclosure, I think we spoke for like an hour ahead of time. We don't usually do that. Usually with guests it's like ten to fifteen minutes and we just get into it. But mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. So. And I'm glad you, you had a platform to be able to say your side. I think a lot of people had maybe preconceived notions about, mm-hmm. you know, what happened. And I did see the hate stuff online instantly. And I was defending, that's my friend. How could you say? And then it's like, y'all are ridiculous. Like they, it, nothing has to make sense to those kind of people who are going to just jump on something like that. And it's too bad that our legislators jumped on a little bit too. And I think they cannot squelch us because there's a fire in our conservative bellies that says this isn't right and we're not going away and we're not backing down and we're going to get more people to join our cause and we're going to have freedom in Idaho, period. End of discussion. I'm not stopping until we do. So I will be here for a long time. I think you'll be here for a long time. Josh, I know you'll be here. And we just have to keep steady on the course and not give up. Sarah, will you come back on after... Your trial, if you that's make it sound done. like there's going to be an after, like that, that I actually make it a trial. I <laughs> like that you're still hopeful. Yeah, I like I that am. you're still hopeful. She likes oh, your optimism. Absolutely. Look, I, yeah. I, I honestly am hopeful that our attorney general will do the right thing and that I can come back on here and I can say, hey, you know what? Yeah. Maybe he got a better opportunity to look at it. I want to thank him for doing the right yeah. thing. I don't see that being the case, but elections have consequences and we may have a new attorney general come November. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I hope that it's not where we're updating this when we're 80. <laughs> yeah, right. Or I'm dead. To right. What's well, you know, there, I do. I do. Do. I do want to know though if Attorney General Lawrence Wasden is going to have this. I'll quote 
a representative, the same prosecutorial zeal going mm. after the tent city right. that he yeah. has me. Mm. Because yeah. if I had known I was just supposed to bring a tent to the playground and then I would be exempt. Right. You know, can I get a government memo on that? Yeah, right. no kidding. Seriously. We pick and choose. Sarah, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. And like I said, keep us updated on it. We'd love to have you back on in the future. You know what I'd like to have you on is right after the May 17th primaries. And let's talk about what happened and where we are. Let's because I don't think my trial will happen by then. Even Ugh. if it was set, I don't think it would happen by then. So let's let's talk because in I'm three months. I'm anxiously I am anxiously looking forward to May 17th. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know? Me too. So I'm um, there there might be a lot of happiness or a lot of tears. We'll, we'll time will tell. That's right. We got to make so, sure we're door knocking and getting out there for our conservatives. Yeah, we've just got to keep putting in the work. Mm -hmm. And our listeners, please continue to put in the work. If you need to find out more information on how to get involved, you can call Kirsten or text her at 208-999-7390. I'm serious. Text me or call me. If you want to do door knocking, we've got door knocking apps. We've got phone call centers. We've got lots of people to call and and go meet so meet your neighbors start talking about it get them involved in politics no more taboo subjects of we don't talk about politics like this is do or die i keep saying it's our 1776 year we we cannot be you know not yeah. talking about this if you want to email josh at idahospodcast.com thanks everybody <laughs>